Hi guys, and welcome to Life in the Peloton. I'm Mitch Docker. For those who are new listening to the podcast, thanks for tuning in. To give a bit of background on what this is, Life in the Peloton is something I started four years ago. I'm a professional writer who rides for EF Education First, living overseas in Europe, and I thought, what a good idea it would be if I could give an insight to everyone what our life is like on the road as a pro cyclist. So four years ago, I recorded a podcast and it just rolled on from there. This is my fifth season with the podcast. If you haven't had a chance to hear any of the podcasts before now, go back and listen to a bit of the stuff that I've got in the archive at lifeinthepeloton.com. Some of my personal favorites are Matt Heyman, Night Before Roubaix, The Night Before He Won, Paris-Roubaix. I sat down with him, got a great chat with him, and then afterwards, I sat down with him a couple of months later and talked about that amazing ride. There's also a more recent one with Swain Taft, a good mate of mine, a great chat, also another great story, but there's loads in there. So go back and have a listen. If you haven't heard anything this year, it's because we've partnered with the Cycling Podcast for 2020, which has been great, stepping up the quality of podcasts for you guys. But in case you've missed it, we air a regular one-hour episode every two weeks. So go across, subscribe to the Cycling Podcast. And this year, I've already recorded a couple of great episodes. I've got Andre Greipel there. I've got Jimmy Whelan early, earlier in the year, Matt Keenan. And the last episode I did was with my good mate, Luke Durbridge, talking about the classics. So get across there, listen to those episodes as well if you haven't already heard them. But as a bit of fun, I thought I'd introduce this new series. I've got this idea called Talking Luft. And the idea was just to get some of my guests that I've got going on on the cycling podcast every fortnight, I thought, you know what, every other week, maybe we can get to know them a little bit more in a little mini series and keep it back on life in the peloton. So this is called Talking Luft. It's a little bit life outside the peloton, getting to know a little bit about style, culture, what what goes on with these guys. So my first ever guest on the podcast back in 2014 was Luke Durbridge. So I thought, what better fit than had to have him as the first podcast guest on Talking Luft. He's someone I know very well and perhaps you too after hearing him on the podcast a few times. But it was great to ask him a few questions and have a bit of fun. So I hope you enjoy hearing a bit of background into Luke. And without further ado, here's Talking Luft with Luke Durbridge. Here we are, talking Luft, whatever that means. We're talking style, we're talking cycling, we're also just talking about the individuals to find out a little bit about who they are. Mm-hmm. And on this week's episode, we've got Luke Durbridge. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's start with it. Caps. We're talking about caskets, cycling caps. How do you wear your cap? Do you wear it backwards? Do you wear it forwards? Do you wear it brim up? Do you wear it brim down? I'm not a massive cap wearer. I mean, if you haven't noticed, I don't often wear the cap. I think, 
in personally, the cap doesn't look quite good in my head. I have a very long face, so the cap just sort of elongates that face quite long. So, but if I was to wear a cap, I wear the cap down, quite high, quite forward, in Jerain sort of style. Brim down. Brim down. Yep. All right. Take it back 20 years. If you were racing, no helmets. What would you have raced with? Would you have raced with a headband? Would you have raced just with the hair flowing in the in the wind? Or would you have raced with a cap? It doesn't seem like you would have raced with a cap, seeing as you weren't a cap man. No. I, I like the image. There's an image of my, my grandfather used to be a uh, quite a good cyclist, rode for the state team, WA, and um, won, a few, won a few bike races. And he's got this image of him racing, and he's got, like, the Brill cream, just really thick wax in the hair, just that real belgy sort of look about him. And I think that would be my image. I would just have as big a hair as possible with just as much wax in it as possible and just sort of shines. It's like combed back. Yeah, combed back. Combed back, straight back, combed back, and just, you know, that grimace on the face. No, nothing, just... No cap, nothing. Seems like that's cold weather racing because you don't want that brill cream dripping down in the eyes, do you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Favourite race. Whether you've raced it or not, what's the race, your favourite race and uh, why? My favourite race is Drawed. I can't still make a decision between both. Oh, Drawed. Drawed, yeah. yep, between Tour of Flanders and Paris-Roubaix. I can't, I can't make a decision. Why do you like either of them? Uh, Tour of Flanders uh, is a race that I guess because it's more like all the other classics you do and it's a big crescendo for the the end of the, the classics and it's like grand final weekend the crowd is insane I've never seen so many amount of people on on 260 kilometres stretch of road um, and it's just the pinnacle of the classics and everyone's talking about the Ronde van Vlaanderen uh, and then and then Roubaix has its own special bit about it you know when they're finishing the velodrome the the hardness the the journey the journey of it and it, and it is also the very end of the classics so that's also got the specialness too so I, I i guess i just can't really decide yet of which one's my favorite but right, i put the i'll put the hard word on you you can only win one of them no i was using one flanders yet nice all right, moving away from the bikes for two seconds. What's your favourite drink? It doesn't necessarily, not coffee or tea. Let's move into a bit more alcoholic region. Are you a beer man? You're a wine man? You're a spirit man? Or are you a cider man? Oh, or are you just like a, a kombucha, like soft drink boy? As you're interviewing me, so you've... You, you don't know me or <laughs> definitely not a cider man no way um i can't decide between beer or wine definitely not a spirits man uh i guess aussie summer being an aussie can't go away from a cold beer cold standard beer or craft beer no i've, I've really gone back to the cold standard beer um i'm sort of getting... emu export no not quite but I've definitely gone back to just standard beers because. What are I, you grabbing out of the fridge when you come home from a ride? When I come home from a ride, I'm getting like a a Maritz or an Alhambra in 
No, no, in Australia. Oh, in Australia. Mm. Okay. Uh, In Australia, I would go Carlton Draft. Drafty? On on tap. Carlton Draft on tap. Out of the fridge, I said. Oh, out of the fridge. Uh, I guess it's craft then. Probably, I like the Colonials. Oh, yeah. Colonial culture. Well, that's, yeah, I guess it's local. Yeah, it's getting quite local. That's WA. Uh, And then James Squires or Little Creatures. Oh, yeah, creatures. You know, like standard pale ale, thing yeah. like that. They're, they're becoming less craft than... All right, so going out to dinner then, you're, once you go home, you're relaxed, you're a wine man. Yes. Yeah, I'm probably, I probably know more about wine than I would know about beer. I have no idea about beer. I enjoy beer, but I don't necessarily know what makes up a different pale ale or a colch or a, or a lager or... Yeah, but like you know that. what you like. Yes, yes, I know what I like. But in terms of wine, I would go uh, Chardonnay for white. Uh, and then I would go a Pinot to a Tempranillo in terms of they're my sort of three grapes that I would mm. go to in terms of um, in terms of wine. But, yeah, wine's, wine's a big fan, yeah. Nice. Back to bikes, crosswinds or mountains? I'm better at crosswinds. I guess. So I'm better at crosswinds, but there's something nice about the mountains. Like in terms of riding them and racing them, maybe not so much in terms of riding them they are good. And training in the mountains is, is, is unreal. So I, I think maybe it would be good to say racing crosswinds, training mountains. Yep. Nice. I'm pretty much the same. Yeah, you're that. the same, yeah. I don't really want to ride in crosswinds no. training. It's pretty, 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 pretty hard. Cool. Yeah. All right. Racing or training? What do you prefer? Racing. Yep. So you're out in a ride. Firstly, are you a coffee shop guy or not? 100% coffee shop. So you rock up at the brew shop. Let's do Spain and Australia. Yep. What are you getting? Okay, so we go Spain. I rock up, depending on the ride. Whatever, but generally it's a Coca Cola, a Bocadillo, which is a baguette, sort of half of baguette, with they do uh, um, tortilla francesque, which is an omelette with rubbed tomato on the baguette. Pretty simple, bit of olive oil and a bit of salt. And they just smash those two bits of baguette together with the omelette, and it's just like, Perfect combination. Like, it's so simple, but it's so good. And a cortado, which is a, uh, you would call a long, uh, short macchiato. Mm. Or like a piccolo. Piccolo or, or yeah. something like that. That would be pretty much guarantee what I get every time. Get a Coca-Cola, because a Coca-Cola comes quick. Obviously, you've arrived at the cafe pretty hunger flat or sugar depletion, so you have the Coke. You wait for the bocadillo to come. The sandwich comes out. You eat the sandwich. Then you eat the, then you have the, the cortado just to, to finish, and then you're on your way. Australia, Australia. oh, there's just so much choice in Australia, isn't there? You could have bloody, yeah. Um, Australia, I go iced coffee because generally in Australia I stop at service stations. I'm not a massive. Oh, so you, you take like a like a break at iced Servo. coffee. Yes. So I sit... One of those big boy milk yeah, things. Yeah, big M's. Jesus. I sit down on the ground at the service station, generally because it's 35 degrees, and I sit down, I have a big M, and 
hideous. Maybe a sausage roll even. Jesus. <laughs> 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 I don't do many coffee stops in Oz in terms of, I do a coffee stop to start my ride with a nice, you know, single origin Ethiopian blend. And then, then you let it go. And then I just go in and get a burger rings. Chocolate bar. Yeah. I, I reckon I get a big M and a bounty bar more often than anything else. Right. Keep it classy. Oh, keep, it, keep it classy. All right. On the back of that. Coffee, let's talk coffee specifics. What sort of coffee are you ordering? Spain, it's a Cortado, but what is your coffee go-to in the morning? What is your your coffee go-to? Don't drink much milk. Cortado is the most amount of milk I'll have. So in the morning, I'll make a batch brew, Mocha Master, so big black coffee. And then after that, I'll just drink, uh, drink espressos after that. So just keep my coffee black. That's about it on the occasional drop of milk in there every now and then. All right, back to the training to finish off. When you're out there training, are you a group trainer or are you a solo man? I am 100% not a solo man. (laughs) (laughs) I will do the most ridiculous ride to not ride by myself. I'm a social person. I can't think of anything worse. If you gave me six hours solo, that's the worst session. I can't do it. Like today was a quite a comical ride. So I've rode out. I had to leave at 10.30. You left at 9.30. You sent me your location. So I rode with someone. I rode with uh, Michael Hepburn and, and Sam Bewley for like an hour. And then as soon as I saw you, I knew you were doing a long ride. So I flipped it, did maybe 20 minutes with you. Then I saw Daryl Impey, who was riding off in another direction. I said, oh, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing four hours. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm with you. And so I will avoid... Any moment to, to not train by myself. I don't know what it is, but I just like, for me, I like, fell in love with Sahim because of the social interaction. So I think it takes my mind off it. I'm a bit of a talker. Just, just like the social aspect. And what is your favorite route? You go to cycling route, could be in Perth, could be here in Drona. If you were telling someone, all right, this is the best ride you can do, what is your route? Luke Durbridge's ride. I think there's a ride that maybe wouldn't be so fun for everyone, but it's a place that you get like no phone reception out the back of Perth. It's called uh, the Death Valley Loop, so it sounds pretty epic. But it's actually where Peter Brock had his big accident where he he unfortunately died. And um, you're really in the middle of the bush and you're so close from Perth, but you're uh, it's a five-hour loop and... If you see another rider out there and they come in the opposite direction or you see another rider out there and just in general from Perth, it's a bit of a tilt of the cat. Respect. Like, respect. You're Death out, Valley respect. Death Valley respect because no one goes out there. Because Who have you seen on the valley that you've given the tip of the cap to? Um, there's this one guy, he's a, he's a you know, 40, 40s, mid-40s, Tim Willing, he's a, he's a, he's a mate of mine, but he, he goes out there just during the week by himself and you're like, mate, it's a risk to go out here by yourself because something happens to you, no one's going to know. What, what sort of do. distance are we talking? I mean, it's a 160K loop. Hilly, flat, desert? Hilly, dead roads, uh, but we often have a, a bit of a group back in, in WA that's you know, it's Matt Burton, who's an, an Ironman triathlete, Michael Freeberg, myself, Cameron Meyer, Travis Meyer, and Anthony Giacoppo. And we all get together and we do this loop. It's kind of an annual 
loop. And we, once a year? Once a week. Oh, once a week. Leading into the Nationals. You go Valley on, on yeah, we're Saturday. Yeah, we're doing Death. We're doing Death Valley on Tuesday or Death Valley on Wednesday or we're doing Death Valley Return, which yeah. is like out and then also come back through the valley to come back, which is also even more epic. So uh, this is probably my favourite ride because, there's one, there's no traffic, no cars at all. Two, it's bloody hard, but it's like got that sort of, you know, bit of specialness about it, you know? Like, you've got to have fitness to go through there, you know? Have you ever done a double death? Back to back? Yes, I have. I have done, yeah. Triple? You done a hat no, trip? No, hat trip. No Has trips. anyone been out there done a hat trip? No, no trips. No. No, no one's done a hat trip. I've death. done a Death Valley Air What about hub. the guy that you said? Uh... He would have tried, sure. <laughs> You've done a Death Valley with Air Hub. Yeah. yeah. Necessary or not necessary? No, no, <laughs> Once and only. Well, guys, there's a new little series. We're just going to put it out there, just a little 10-minute snippet of the guests that are going to be on Life of the Peloton where we can just break away and just find out little nicks and knacks about them. So here we are talking Luft with Luke Durbridge. So thanks, Turbs. Thanks, mate. Well, that was our first episode of Talking Luft. I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what you think and anything else you might want to hear on this little mini-series. We're going to keep it fresh and spontaneous and just open. Maybe keep some regular questions in there, like cap style. I really like that, seeing as we're talking Luft. I really like to know exactly how you're wearing those caskets. So feel free to get in touch via the Life in the Peloton website or social media. And if you have something you'd like to hear or just some feedback, send it right through. I'd love to hear from you. While you're over there, make sure you check out our Life in the Peloton merchandise. And if you haven't listened to our Talking Classics episode with Luke Durbridge, head over to the Cycling Podcast and check out that one. Next week, I've got a great episode coming up on the Cycling Podcast, so hang in for that. And until then, I'm Mitch Stocker. Cheers, guys. Cheers.